0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It's always a pleasure to welcome into studio Geraldine Herbert, motoring correspondent with the Sunday Independent, and we've a little potpourri of stories uh, in relation to cars and motoring. The first is that you could actually be watching on your Sky Mobile, uh, you know, Premier League match or a GAA go, and if it's if it's if it's hands free, it's not illegal.
1: Yeah, this is a real case, Ivan, of technology racing ahead of the law. So the law says that if you're holding a mobile phone, therefore, you know, there's an offence. And I think the second most penalty points that are given out are given out for mobile phone usage. But unfortunately, this is something the law has to catch up with, which is this idea of completely distracted driving, that a a driver could be cruising along, watching something on the screen. And the problem is technology is getting so much better in cars that even if you're not actually holding a mobile phone, you could be watching something because we have now technology that mirrors your own phone. So you can actually have your phone and all of the apps that you have on your phone up on the dash so that's a problem the screens are getting bigger now I spoke to the RSA about this and they said they're well aware of this distracted driving is a huge issue in fact they did a survey last year an observational survey and they found routinely you know huge numbers of people are doing everything from you know checking text to checking Instagram to all sorts so it's going to be the focus of a huge campaign that they will have next year and their road safety conference next year will be on this whole issue so distracted driving but is becoming a key thing As of now
0: there's a loophole in the law yeah. that you're not actually if it's hands free you're not breaking the law
1: By the same token if you're deep in conversation even though you know you have to wonder how much can you be looking at the road if you're having a big chat with somebody if you don't have your hands on the mobile phone if you're not holding it it's not an offence but as I said the law needs to catch up And, and, it's and
0: do proposals to change
1: it? Yeah, no they're, well, they're looking at that at the moment Okay
0: OK. So, uh, and the Gardaí know about this, but they just can't enforce it because the law is behind. And And at the moment, if you're caught, uh, you were saying it's one of the most serious, what type of fine could you expect?
1: Um, 80 euros and three penalty points.
0: Right, right. OK.
1: And like any of these, if you end up in court, it's five or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it is, it is a huge issue and you only have to sit at the lights, Ivan, and look around and the amount of people are on their mobile phones.
0: Okay. The next the next issue we want to talk about is and this was anticipated by the SIMI and so on, a cut in the grants from the SEAI if you buy a brand new electric car. Tell us about the changes and when they come into effect.
1: Okay, they actually came in from Saturday the first of July. So up to this, if you were buying a car that was less than sixty thousand in terms of the price, you got five thousand euros of a grant. That's now gone down to three and a half thousand. Big issue with this, um, Ivan, is it's obviously going to impact the lower end of the market because another fifteen hundred on the price of a maybe twenty eight, no, twenty nine thousand. So was
0: over sixty thousand. You got you no never grant. got a grant anyway. Okay. That
1: would have changed a couple of years ago. Okay. But up to Saturday, you would have got five thousand. You're now getting three and a half thousand. So it's pushed up the price of all electric cars. Now, if you've ordered a car before um, Saturday and it's not arrived yet, you four months to take delivery, and you will be entitled to the full five thousand. But if you haven't gone in yet and you haven't ordered your car, you're going to lose out. Yeah.
0: One of the amazing things about EVs, I find, is because they're right-hand drives and the rest of Europe uh, drives on the other side of the road there's apparently huge delays that there's only a few countries or you know there aren't many European countries but Australia or whatever. What What is the story there about the market for right hand drives and the type of supply chain difficulties there have been because people are saying they're waiting six months to get the car they ordered.
1: Yeah we're literally bottom end of the market when it comes to supplying cars because we're right hand drive. Geographically we're an island so you have to ship them to us and um, we have a tiny tiny market in comparison to the rest of Europe we don't sell an awful lot of new cars so we literally wait for everything more than anybody else. The interesting thing about that though, Ivan, is you know the UK are planning to ban the sale of new petrol and diesel cars in 2030, five years before the EU. That could have a huge impact on our supply of right-hand drive cars. It could actually mean a de facto ban for us five years before the rest of Europe. Explain that to me. Because if you think about it, if you're supplying a right-hand drive market and suddenly the UK is not taking new petrol and diesel cars. Are you really going to, you know, send them to oh, Ireland? Well, I thought
0: you were saying the other way we would have a, a sort of influx of used cars. No, no, no you, the fact you're of new that you cars. You're won't be able to get that model anymore yeah, because it's, it's no longer made for the UK.
1: It's quite possible. They just won't make certain models and what in right-hand drive. That,
0: that that change is anticipated? They're
1: saying 2030. Now, they're digging their heels in the UK, are, and they're saying they're, they're going with that. They have set that date, and regardless that Europe have changed theirs or Europe have brought theirs in for 2035. So that'll be interesting because that's only seven years away. And so. that's,
0: that's for the motoring public under sixty grand. but what about for people that are in the professional business? Do they get a grant if, no, if I have a, a van, if I have a taxi operator? will they? Do they get subsidies?
1: Taxis actually get really good subsidies at the moment. There's a range of, there's a really generous um, um, grants at the moment both for if you're changing from an old taxi, if you're getting um, one that's for wheelchair access. There's up to €25,000 to encourage taxi drivers. So we'll all
0: do what Michael O'Leary did to avoid <laughs> the traffic and get in the bus lane we'll get a, a taxi plate.
1: Well let's right. hope it's successful because they're the fleet that we really need to change because they're the most you know they, they do the most driving so.
0: OK and, and, and so therefore like we've just got to the 23.2 registration thing which is a kind of like the start of the year mm-hmm. a thing are, are, do we have a load of new models
1: coming our way? We always have lots of new models. There's lots of uh, new cars Give coming over the next few months. Give us some motor please. Okay. Well, last week you said to me, "Is there anything that's not electric that's coming into the country?" Well, there is. There's a brand new five series BMW five series coming in October. Now it will be offered as an electric version, an i five for the first time. But you will be able to buy it in a petrol version and a plug-in hybrid as well. There will be no diesel though, which right. I think will be quite. You know, I mean, when you think about the five series, the diesel five series, it's been something that's uh, been I, a I, I, huge. I, I, success for them.
0: I, I It's an awful thing to say. I think when you're buying a BMW, you're not buying a car, you're making a statement. About Do you? How mom? well off you are.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot to be said for BMWs, you know. That's
0: what, that's what my wife says. Anyway, so uh, uh, basically, uh, uh, I want to ask you about one of the new brands in terms of you know, people, it's a very, very expensive thing now. I mean, 70 grand for a car, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. And 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 people, you know, in these hard-pressed times, you know, they're, they're looking at another option. What, I mean, I, I, I'm hearing in the background that the whole franchise dealer network could be replaced by direct car sales mm-hmm. and that there's a, a, a sort of systemic structural change coming down the tracks. Mm-hmm. What's this in relation to China, BYD?
1: Okay, we've had a number of Chinese car companies come into the market and and this is one of the things the European car market is actually quite worried about is the influx of very well-made, well-priced Chinese cars. None of these cheap and cheerful that we used to associate with China. The biggest car company, I suppose, coming out of China at the moment is BYD. They're the third biggest car maker in the world. They had a turnover of 58 billion last year. They employ 600,000 people worldwide. That'll give you an idea of just how big they are. Now, they came into Ireland earlier in the year with the Atto. It's It's a little compact SUV they now have a Dolphin very strange names but anyway it's a hatchback and it's been priced now this is after the grant being reduced at 29,318 so that's a really good price for an electric car
0: and and, and uh, when, where do you get them?
1: Okay, so they have two dealers in Dublin at the moment, one in Cork, and they will be rolling out more dealers. But they're all recognisable dealers. These are not dealers that are just exclusively BYD. These are people who have dealt, they're being distributed by motor distributors in Ireland who distribute Mercedes so well, um, you know, established network. This is not, you know, new people.
0: But but like, you know, pay peanuts, get monkeys. Like if you buy a car for 25 grand, Mm. you know. Can you expect aftercare? What, what?
1: Oh, absolutely! You will get all of that now. Twenty nine thousand, not twenty five. Sorry,
0: sorry, but, but is, there, is there a warranty on these?
1: Oh, yeah. There's exactly what you'd expect they're in any other electric. car. Yeah, they're all electric. And the thing about it is the reason the Chinese can do this is they just have economies of scale. They sold six point eight million electric cars in China last year, so they're the biggest, practically half of all of the cars you that were sold them last
0: being year. Big because one of the things that you know has been the big resistance to. EVs is that there isn't a used EV market that much Mm -hmm. and therefore if I'm driving a 12-year-old banger and I'm going to replace it with a six-year-old car, I can't get an EV even though I'd like to do the right thing by the environment. Will this mean that this possibility opens up?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously we have to grow that second-hand market and where we used to get second-hand cars was from the UK. It's not it, it's not financially, you know, viable anymore really to bring cars in from the UK since Brexit. So unfortunately we have to sell new cars, more and more new electric cars to get them into the second-hand market. But certainly the arrival of the Chinese, Chinese car companies is going to have a huge impact in that. And they're estimated to have about a 15% share of the European market by about 2025, which is a big share when they've literally come from nowhere.
0: So what I'm hearing from you is, is a big shake up in the market.
1: A huge shake
0: up, yeah. All right. Fascinating, as always, and you get more every Sunday in the Sunday Independent with their motoring correspondent, Editor Ger, uh, Geraldine Herbert. Thank you very much indeed. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.